Welcome to the Landmark Apostolic Church Podcast. We hope that this message inspires you and brings impact to your life. Enjoy the message. Amen. Matthew chapter 9, verse 20. Would you stand one more time for the reading of the word? Matthew chapter 9, verse 20 and 21. Just a couple of short verses here today, but you know this story probably fairly well. It is the story of the woman that had the issue of blood. The Bible says, Behold, a woman which was diseased with an issue of blood of years came behind him. And touched the hem of his garment. For she said within herself, If I may but touch his garment, I shall be whole. Is there anything that gets God's attention greater than faith? She believed with all her heart that if she could just touch the hem of his garment, that she would be okay. Amen. Isn't that what we're all searching for, wholeness? Isn't that what the world is looking for, to, to be made to feel complete? To be able to say it is well with my soul try to fill ourselves with so many different things when the only answer is the answer that that little woman had. I just got to touch him. I just have to touch him. I want to teach a lesson I've entitled The Ultimate Transfusion. You may be seated today. God bless you. I'm going to read the scripture text one more time. Then I want a, a, a subtext here. Behold, a woman which was diseased with an issue of blood 12 years came behind him, touched the hem of his garment. For she said within herself, if I may but touch his garment, I shall be whole. You go to the book of 1 Peter chapter 1, verse 18. It says, knowing that you were not redeemed with corruptible things like silver or gold from your aimless conduct received by tradition from your fathers, but with the precious blood of Christ as of a lamb without blemish and without spot. Amen. Therein we find the answer to this world's dilemma. We try to salvage problems. We try to fix messes that have been created either by our own doing or just by life. A lot of times we throw silver and gold at them. We throw money. We throw all kinds of time into them. But some things, the only answer for is Jesus Christ and his blood. The Bible lets us know that silver and gold is not what redeems us. We're not redeemed by anything corruptible. You can't purchase your way into heaven. You can't purchase your way into a healing. You can't purchase or buy your way into receiving the baptism of the Holy Ghost. Amen. But what we have today is a precious blood, not just any person's blood, but the blood of Jesus Christ, who was the lamb without blemish and without spot. I like the fact that Peter wrote here, and called the blood precious blood. The word precious means something that is highly valued or of a great price or highly refined. His blood was not like your blood, my blood. His blood was a precious blood. 
your blood and my blood and the blood of lambs and goats and the blood of turtle doves, the sacrifices of the Old Testament, they might have been able to push sin ahead, but it could not eradicate the sin from a person's life. It took a special blood, a precious blood, a highly refined blood, a blood that was sinless and spotless, not like the blood that flows through my veins. Amen. I think the incredible thing that I find about this miracle that we talk about when we talk about the woman that had the issue of blood was that really this miracle wasn't even on the schedule. Jesus was headed someplace else, but along the way, people started gathering, and this this woman must have heard that Jesus was on his way through town, and she decided, I've tried everything else. I've gone to everybody else. I've spent years. I've given it time. I've given it money. I've talked to professionals. Surely this man, if I can just get to Jesus, can do something about my situation. Amen. Sometimes you just have this epiphany, and I think that's what she had. There was a faith that stirred up in her. I don't know if, if, if it was a faith created by desperation because she had tried everything else, but nonetheless, it was a faith that caused her to believe. It was a faith that caused her to leave her home and press through a crowd that she was not invited to be a part of. Amen. Some of God's greatest touches come when we least expect them to come. How many times have I watched somebody seeking for the Holy Ghost, trying to receive the Holy Ghost, and and they've gone away time and time again frustrated, or somebody that's come up and asked God to touch their body, and for whatever reason, they've not found their touch. But what I've seen happen so many times is when we quit praying for ourselves and we put the needs of somebody else, amen, and we put their need before our own need, that's when God gives us a lot of unexpected Miracles in our life. Man. A few things that we need to know about this woman. First, she had a bleeding condition. The issue had gone on. It wasn't just something that had gone on a few months, 12 years, the Bible says. That's a very long time to be sick. A very long time to be weak in your body. A very long time for to have to be separated from the things that it caused her to be separated from. The second thing that we need to understand is that she had spent all of her money on treatments from several doctors, everybody that she could think of to go to. Now, I don't know. The Bible doesn't say that she wasn't at one time very wealthy, but whatever money she did have was now gone. She had spent everything she had looking for an answer, but nothing had helped. As a matter of fact, the blood issue had just remained. We also know that by Jewish law, it declared her to be ceremonially unclean due to her issue. That meant that she would not have been allowed to enter into the temple. She would not have been allowed to come into the house of the Lord and worship with brothers and sisters. She would not have been allowed to step in and bring her offering or give her praise. She would not have been allowed to to go in and be prayed for by the priest. Uh, uh, According to the law, anything or anyone that she touched 
also became unclean. And the fact that she was in a crowd in this story, pressing around Jesus, it means that every single person that she bumped up against or had to brush past would have been considered unclean as well as she. Don't tell me she wasn't taking a chance. Don't tell me she wasn't reaching out of her comfort zone. Don't tell me that she wasn't in an uncomfortable place, but sometimes our desperation will bring us to a place where we're ready to do the unconventional, where we're ready to go beyond what is typical, where we're, we are so desperate for God to meet our need that we don't care what we have to do or who we have to brush past or what kind of crowd we have to break through or what our weakness may be. We will not be satisfied until we've touched Jesus Christ. Sometimes you got to get to the place where you got no more money. You got no more options. You got no more doctors. You've got no more help. There's nobody that can give you an answer. Her situation had separated her from people, her money, but worst of all, it had separated her from the house of God. Or it once said that sin will always take you further than you want to go, cost you more than you want to pay, and keep you longer than what you really want to stay. It has a way of getting its hook into you. Amen. It has a way of drawing you in. But the cost that you have to pay is always higher than what you expect it to be. The time that you spend trying to get out of the situation that you found yourself in is always longer than what you want it to be. It drags you further in than what you're willing to go. But there is an answer. There is one precious lamb that gave his blood for us today to be able to receive our healing touch from him. She no longer had control over her situation. She had run out of options. And you've used every earthly resource offered and still nothing solves your problem. <laughs> been there before? Anybody ever been there before? The doctor gives you the report and it's not what you wanted to hear. The phone call comes in and it's not what you wanted to hear. The situation that you prayed about and, and sought God over doesn't seem like there's any change. You've sought everything that you can earthly possibly do, and I believe that God wants us to do what we can do. I believe that we ought to be smart, and we ought to try to take care of things on our own as much as possible, but there are some situations in our life that we face that there is no amount of money that's going to get us out of it. There has to be a transfusion of blood, a transfer of a spotless blood. I know there's people that are listening to this today, you fight internal battles, battles that maybe nobody else knows about, battles that maybe only you and God know about. You fight internally, and nobody else sees the things that you fight. Maybe you've put yourself away like this woman had 
basically had to keep herself out of society. Maybe she had felt forgotten, and I don't know, maybe nobody even came by and checked on her anymore, and she lived alone. We really don't know all the answers to that, but one thing I do know is that when we have a sin issue, it always separates us from the things that we love, the people that we love, and most of all, the God that we love. What does a person need to do when you feel like the blood that's running through your veins is tainted and working against you? Maybe it's time for transfusion and exchange of unhealthy blood for healthy blood. My dad, several years ago, we thought he was very healthy. And he started having some pain in his chest. And, of course, it took us a little while to get him to agree to go to the doctor, but finally he did. And So my dad was, he was always considered pretty healthy, tried to eat fairly healthy. It wasn't that it was perfect, but he was really into holistic medicines and stuff like that. I always had all kinds of vitamins and different things, and, and he was big on garlic. He really liked garlic. Now, there's, if you like garlic, I got no problem with that, but get the kind that does not make you smell like garlic. I'll never forget, we were at a, at a choir fest here in town that we'd been invited to, and that place was packed with people, and it was hot in there. It was really hot. I was sitting right next to my dad, and that, that service just kept going on longer and longer and longer, and I could, I could hear my dad He'd take this big, these big, deep breaths. I could tell he was getting stressed out by how long this service was, was going on. But what I noticed, what I remember most about him, I, I think it caused him to be slightly nervous, and, and it was crowded and warm in there. I was thinking to myself, Lord, I hope everybody here knows that that's him that smells like garlic instead of me. He was putting off. He smelled like he just woke up in an Italian restaurant someplace and spent the day. I mean, he smelled like garlic strong, and, and uh, uh, he was a big on uh, taking garlic. And so, anyway, back to the story, he goes into the hospital, and they ask him, give us a list of everything we take. And he, he told them, well, I really don't take any kind of medicines or anything like that, but I take vitamin C, and I take this multivitamin and that. And he wrote everything down, but he left off the garlic. He forgot the garlic. And, and here's the problem with that. Garlic will thin your blood. And so after they had done his open heart surgery, the doctor, I remember coming in and he asked us, he said, is there something else uh, that, that he was taking that we don't, his blood is so thin, we're having trouble getting him to stop bleeding. My mom said, well, she looked at the thing, said, well, the only thing I can think of is garlic. He said, that's it. He said, it'll thin your blood down. He said, we're, we're, we're going to, you know, have to give him a transfusion. Well, that scared us a little bit. My dad was always real funny about having somebody else's blood in, in, in his vein, in his body, taking anybody else's blood. And so uh, they had to have him sign off on something. We pulled the paperwork out. He said, if it's absolutely necessary, I give you permission to save my life by giving me a transfusion. 
I'll take somebody else's blood. And so that's what they did. And they took his blood and, and uh, that was tainted, his blood that was too thin, his blood that wasn't doing the trick, his blood that was going to allow him to die. And they put in some better blood, some blood that would work, some blood that would begin to heal, some blood that would begin to go to the problem and fix it. And guess what? It wasn't very long before the doctor came back in. He said, he's going to be okay. Everything's going to be all right. We gave him a transfusion and it's working. But before the doctor could give him the transfusion, he had to have his permission. And the same thing is, is what God does with us. He's not going to force a transfusion of his blood into your body without you saying it's okay. But friend, I'm telling you right now, your blood's not good enough. Your blood is tainted. Your blood is sinful. You need the blood of the spotless lamb flowing through your veins in order for you to live an overcoming life. You need that ultimate transfusion. Twelve years had gone by for this lady and she was desperate, so she hears that Jesus is coming, and she comes up behind him in the crowd. She does exactly what she had set out to do. Now, in my mind, I've always had it pictured that, you know, in her weakened state, she was getting bounced around and bumped around, and people weren't paying her much attention. They were clamoring around Jesus, and all eyes were focused upon him, and nobody really recognized this woman. She was just kind of lost in the crowd. But in my mind, I'm thinking that just as she gets almost to him, she gets knocked down, and she has to reach out with all of the strength that's left in her and touch the hem of his garment. Now, that may not be true at all. I don't know. Maybe she was able to get up close to him. But in my mind, that's how it worked, that she was giving everything, every ounce Every iota of her strength was put into just touching the hem of his garment. She said, because if I can touch it, if I can just touch it, I will be healed. That's exactly what took place. Notable miracle, she touches the hem of his garment. Immediately, she feels strength come into her body, and immediately, Jesus knows that he has been touched by something other than normal people. He's been touched by desperation. He said, I feel virtue flow out of my body. Let me tell you something. The virtue that flows out of Jesus' body is still flowing out of his body today. The power to heal is still flowing today. If we can still touch the hem of his garment, even with the loss of our strength, God can renew our strength. And one instant goes by and Jesus does what no doctor in 12 years had been able to do. He changes her life with one touch. I can remember being a kid, all messed up, headed in the wrong direction, but knowing that I needed to get back to a place that I had once been. I remember sitting on a pew and, and feeling the pressure to stay put right where I was at. 
but also feeling a drawing. And there was something going on inside of me. There was a desperation inside of me. And eventually, I gave in to that desperation, and I left all the old things behind. And I pushed my way through a lot of different things in order to find my way to an altar. But I'm here to tell you today, when I found the altar, I found Jesus. I touched the hem of his garment. And in one moment's time, he had done so much for me that nothing else this world was able to do. This world couldn't fulfill that desperation. This world couldn't give me what I needed in order to be satisfied for more than a moment at a time. But Jesus gave me something that lasted. Jesus changed me on the inside. The law said anything you touch going to be contaminated. Woman, any person that you touch is going to have to go through the cleansing process. Anything you touch means that whatever you touch, they can't come into the house of the Lord either. They've got to, they've got to do the same thing that, that, that you have to do. That's what the law says, that Everything that you touch is contaminated. But Jesus was a spotless lamb that came to fulfill the law. Amen. He came to give us the the solution to our problem. His perfect sinless blood replaced her weak blood and created a wholeness in her that no doctor, no money spent, nothing in her life, nothing in this world could give her. But Jesus was the only thing that could give her what she needed. The contamination of this world had no effect on Christ. How many times have you heard, well, if I walked through the doors, the whole roof would fall in. Bro, you ain't that bad. You haven't sinned that that, that much. You, you know, that's like saying, Lord, what you did on Calvary is not good enough to cover my sin. You obviously, your blood is not pure enough, not sinless enough to cover my sin. But when you get the idea that it doesn't matter where I've been, doesn't matter where I've done, uh, what I've done, doesn't matter what my past is, I just have to get to where Jesus is. I need a touch from him. That's when the ultimate transfusion of his blood into your body can make all the difference. Amen. God's blood still sets the captives free. God's blood still washes away sin. God God's blood still transform the sinner into the spotless. Amen. His blood is able to do what no other blood is able to do. That woman did not make Jesus unclean by touching him. Just the opposite. Because when she would reach out and touch another human, another regular person, they were unclean. But when you touch the spotless lamb with the precious blood, highly valued blood, the highly refined blood, the blood that is unlike your blood, you won't contaminate him. He will make you whole. This world is so messed up. This world is so confused right now. 
There's people trying to do all kinds of different things. Men's minds are certainly continually on evil. It's promoted, it's produced, it's force-fed. They're trying to force-feed things down our children's throat. They're trying to force-feed things down your, your throat when you stand in the aisle down at the local store. Yeah, they're trying to force it upon you when you walk down the, 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 the aisles of a mall. You can't hardly escape it. They're trying to force-feed you everything in hope that you'll buy into. Oh, I see that. Maybe that'll make me feel better. Or if I can buy that, maybe that's going to make me feel like I belong. There ain't nothing that's going to heal you like the blood of Jesus Christ. There ain't nothing going to satisfy you until Jesus' blood has been transfused into your body. The story I'm going to tell you, what I was able to find out is a true story about a little boy whose sister needed a blood transfusion. Doctor sat the little boy down, of course his parents were in the room, and explained that his sister had a disease that he had previously had and overcame. And so <clears throat> the little boy had recovered from that disease and a couple years prior, and the doctor looked at him and said, now, I want you to understand that your sister, your sister's going to need a blood transfusion from from someone who has previously conquered the disease that is going to take her life. And so he looked at the little boy and he said, would you give your blood to your sister? The little boy hesitated. His lips kind of began to tremble a little bit. He took a deep breath and he looked at the doctor and he smiled. He said, sure, sure, I, I, I will do that. So they quickly, without any time to waste, wheeled both children to the hospital room. His sister was very pale, very frail and weak. She needed this desperately in order to survive. Johnny was healthy and full of life. They wheeled him in. He had beat it. He would overcome it. Neither of the children spoke. But when they looked over to each other, Johnny just looked at his little sister and he, he smiled real big. It's going to be all right. Trying to be brave. When they put the needle into Johnny's arm, his smile faded and he watched the tube that was allowing his blood to flow out of his body into his sister's body. And that's when something came to light that nobody but Johnny understood what was going on. Transfusion was almost over. Johnny all of a sudden spoke up and broke the silence with his quiet voice, somewhat shaky, and he said, so, doctor? The doctor said, yeah, Johnny. He said, when do I die? That's when the doctor realized that while Johnny had hesitated in the beginning when he was first asked, it was completely because 
he thought that he was going to have to give up his own life in order to save his sister's life. That was the hesitation. He thought, I'm going to have to trade my life for hers. What an act of love. Our music would come today as I quickly draw to a close. I can think of no greater act of love than what took place over 2,000 years ago. For people that he loved, but let's be honest, most of them didn't love him back. It's one thing to lay down your life for somebody that you love. So would you give your life for one of your children, for your wife, for, for one of your grandchildren? Absolutely. Absolutely, without, without hesitation. If that's what it took to save one of my grandchildren, you better believe it. I'll take the bullet. I'll take whatever it is to, in order to save them. You better believe it. Well, what about the neighbor down the street that lets their dog go to the bathroom in your yard every single week? Would you lay down your life for them? Well, hang on a second. You know what? I'm thinking I'm doing the world a favor, and especially the rest of our, our neighborhood a favor, if I just let him go ahead and take the hit on this one. trying to help us understand today that Jesus Christ gave his life on the chance that you might say yes. Christ died, died while we were yet not followers, not saints. He gave his life for sinners. Feel the Holy Ghost in here right now. Surely He hath borne our griefs, carried our sorrows, yet we did esteem Him stricken, smitten of God, and afflicted. But He was wounded for our transgressions, He was bruised for our iniquities. The chastisement of our peace was upon him. And with his stripes we are healed. You go home and read that later. And all the bad stuff is ours. Our griefs. Our sorrows. But we did all the bad stuff to him. We esteemed him stricken, smitten of God, afflicted. But he was wounded for whose transgressions? His? He was not on that cross because of what he had done. He was on that cross to try to save us from what we have done. He took those wounds and he bore our sorrows. They bruised him not for his sin, but for mine. <laughs> but with the stripes that were laid upon his back, I get my healing from that. You know, I don't believe that he was healed overnight. He might, it might have been, but I don't find any place where he was completely healed. I, I believe that he bore those stripes his humanness he healed just like a human person would heal he, he hurt just like a human person would hurt 
you stand with me this morning? What this world needs is not a new government, not another handout. Not a new law, but what this world needs is a transfusion. A transfusion of spotless blood into the life and hearts of sinful people. Not everybody is going to accept that. Not everybody's going to say yes to that. Not everybody's going to give him permission. But I promise you, if you'll just say yes, if you just say yes to him, and you'll push through the things that are holding you back from him. Not everything is a crowd. Not everything is external. There are things that are internal that she had to deal with too. Maybe you feel weak. But I promise you, there's strength that's ahead for you if you'll just let the Lord touch you today. Thank you for listening. Special thanks to those that give generously to this ministry. If you would like more information, please visit our website at landmarkapostolicchurch.net. But have a great day and God bless.